Well, howdy, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, this is a new podcast featuring me, the best, Eric, and he also has three friends. This We're one, the friends. There's a friend. I got one friend. That was Nick. I got. We got Tony, aka Hello. Anthony Grillo. That's him. That's him. Yep. Last and we got, and we got this guy. His name is Sam. Hello. He's also my roommate, is... but not now. He's in another country. <laughs> far, far, Cold far Park. away. Cold I was Parker, in, I was Colorado. <laughs> so, this is a podcast. We're going to be talking about basically anything. Gaming, movies, TV shows, Marvel, DC, video games. Did I say that already? I think I said that already. Wait, it's ev- oh, my God. All the stuff. Everything. All the I stuff. can't believe it. <laughs> you can't the level believe of it excitement. All. Sam, what happened to him? <laughs> this is like the slowest home invasion ever. He's like, I gotta find a gun nice and slow. <laughs> well, he's gotta pour some coffee real quick. Uh, he's gonna just throw that in that then guy's he's gonna face. get robbed. Okay. As soon as we get sponsorships, we should get coffee sponsorships. All the coffee. I, I agree with that completely. Brought to you by the Nectar of the Gods. <laughs> Everybody's got co- actually. I'm drinking carbonated juice tea, but it's about the same. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, open so, how I thought we could start this podcast is kind of talk about how we all met and how we all know each other. Sure. So we, for those of us, those who aren't going to be friends and family listening, we're from Colorado, Denver metro area. We all grew up just outside in the foothills in Conifer. And I'll start off, but I think Sam is the one that I met first. I met him in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were sitting around like a homeroom class or whatever, playing cards or whatever. And I think a a mutual friend of ours, Adam, goes, hey, Sam, come here. And then that's when I met Sam. And we've been friends ever since. That's like all his friends. Because when I met Anthony, it was he literally just asked me. He's like, "You want to be friends?" Yeah, we were just, like, "Yeah." It was in the fourth grade. God, making friends we is like, so easy, right? It's just funny because like we were just like on the same like project or whatever, or maybe we were just like coloring shit next to we're each just other. Hanging out, we were just yeah, like just talking. Hey, you want to be friends? Okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and yeah, it's been any paperwork? Any sign? Anything like that? No. <laughs> Here's my blood type, my kidney. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'm going to be totally honest, Nick. I don't remember how you and I met specifically. I would assume it was through Anthony. I think the first time we really met was in sixth grade in homeroom. Not homeroom. Uh, what the fuck was the name? Like shop class. We were in shop class. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was James. Remember James was in there with us, too. And you kind of hang out with us. Fuck James. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. He's all right. <laughs> By the way, years. I don't know anything about that guy. Uh, we sorry, are bleeping James, these out, ladies and gentlemen. We're uh, full on swear. 
we're this, we're like fresh and fit. We're right up in your face. <laughs> I think as passionate as we're going to get about some of these topics, there's oh, no yeah. way we're this there's is yeah, going to be a gonna full be clean. clean it's it's going to come out, and no one's going to be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that opinion. I'm uh, dying on this hill. <laughs> did did you and I do that? Um, was it like the after school rocket? class nick i think we did do that yeah 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 that was the, a blast the creepy the creepy uh, woodshop teacher god damn mr he had he had a name that's like that man can only work in woodshop <laughs> his name was like whoa chuck or something or, or like, <laughs> you know, trying to remember serial killer woodshop teacher those are your choices in life you got two uh, options god i i didn't even remember that dude mm-hmm. holy shit yeah, because because nope. like for for Sam and I, I'm pretty sure I just met him through like either you or mm-hmm. Andrew Emmerich or one of the other. I don't specifically remember how I met Sam. Yeah, but I think it was just I, I think, like same group. <laughs> yeah, I think I think by the time we were all like freshmen, sophomores in high school, we were all either like in the same table group mm-hmm. or discussing the same things, which is most likely video games at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. we all mutually could sit there and be like, "Hey, let's all be friends." Yeah. 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 I, I'll credit Eric because we met in math class. Fresh was, was it freshman year? I think it was sophomore because it was geometry class. Actually, this is one of my favorite memories of all time. This is how <laughs> I met a friend. We were sitting in geometry class, and I remember it was like you know group work with your desk clump or whatever. And we're sitting there, and I remember I'm like have my my hand on my forehead, like, oh my god, I don't get this. So then, kind kind of loud, but not kind of quiet. I was like, this is fucking stupid. And Tony goes, thank you. I'm not the only one. And then we tried to solve it together. I think we gave up. Class ended, and we we left, and we've been friends ever since. I love it. <laughs> yep. And then I, how Tony and I really became friends is some 41. Yeah. Oh, right, mm-hmm. right. Mm. Um, after, after that meeting of geometry minds, we, uh, we, we, I, was, I think he was listening to some 41. I was like, dude, I love some 41. And, uh, right. and, and then it was uh, Lewis Black soon after that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lewis Classic Black, the problem. comedian. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of how we all met. We, we've been friends ever since. We're all... Mo- most of us pretty much in our 30s me in a couple weeks but uh we've known each other for 15 plus years and here we are oh yeah so the theme of this podcast is just kind of open-ended discussions basically i don't feel like we should have a structure like we'll have topics and stuff that i think we should talk about but uh i think it's just going to be kind of an open-ended fun conversation between friends that if you don't, if you can get through the craziness, then welcome aboard. Yeah. <laughs> so how I wanted to start this off just so that they can kind of get to know us a little more. Mm-hmm. And since we're all, like Sam mentioned, we all kind of got to know each other through video games and whatnot. Your top five video games of all time. You know, it did, you don't have to put them in any specific order or you don't even have to give me five. Just we could just talk about five video games that we all love. Sure. Um, so, hmm. I'm, I I think I know Tony's. Couple okay, of go his, ahead. I'll, but, yeah, go ahead. I'll 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 see how good you get. <laughs> Gears of War is in there. Yep. Mass Effect. Oh yeah. Uh, The Witcher Three. 
yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Two one. of those are mine, by the way. <laughs> okay, well, Tony, why don't you dive into some of your favorites? Okay, so I would specifically say for the, if we're if we're only picking one, like if we're doing game series, then all of Gears, all of Mass Effect. That's I, I love those ones. Um, I, I the the other top third one would definitely be Skyrim. I've played that game more oh, yeah. times than a lot. Um, I've, I've bought it three separate times because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Got a fun Bethesda somehow. Exactly, right? Um, and the, the other two, I really, like, Witcher came up in one of them, and I was kind of, like, hesitant. Like, it, it was, the fifth place is tied for Fallout 4 and Red Dead just because of the dumb stuff that we wind up doing in Red oh, Dead. Yeah. So... Um, but like uh, the other one that popped up in my mind was like Far Cry Blood Dragon because that's sure. just straight up my alley. So. It's just the best. Yeah, and it's it's funny because going through that list, you think of all these games. You're like, oh, that one was good. Oh no, that one, that one, that yeah. one, that one. That one. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, definitely a- anything that has good stories or that I can have high high shenanigans with these three is always fun. For sure, Saints Row Two. <laughs> oh, ooey! I think it, it's it's the most simple, stupid game I think I've ever played. Mm-hmm. But it's also like there's so much depth to it. Like mm-hmm. you know, it being like looking simple, but there's so much depth with like you know the character customization, the stupid shit you can get into, like the middle finger, foam finger slap thing. That Nick and I remember we're on a bridge doing like some death and the pimp slap, the pimp slap, that's what it is. And like, <laughs> we ran at each other and we hit each other at the same time and you just go flying off the, <laughs> the other sides. Yep. Um, Saints, Saints Row 2 just matches that perfect mix of yep. you're in a gang style of shooter, GTA, but yet we're going to make it kind of crazy, kind of fun. And it just lands in that perfect spot in the middle where mm. you're never going to be like this is way too over the top like later ones were mm. nor are you going to go back to the first one where it's like oh crap you guys are still learning what you're doing with this whole gaming system like mm. you needed a uh cruise control in the first one yeah you put it in the second one you didn't have it in the first one and the first one definitely paid for it yeah mm-hmm. well and then tony mentioned red dead I- i've those Red Dead Redemption one and two are my two of my favorite games of all time. Just especially two. I, like if I had to pick one to play for the rest of my life, it'd be two. Just because it's like every time I play it, there's something like we we actually we played it last night before we. We got to tell Anthony about the band we got to do. Yeah, this, and Nick's Moonshine Shack. You can play instruments that are in there. What? You can go over to the band and take over any instrument: the banjo, the piano, blackboard. The... It's hilarious. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry I missed that. Oh, so, yeah, and like even in the single player, like the single player's got one of the best stories I've ever played. Oh, through. yeah. So good. And it, it, it just hits you in the feels left and right, and you get angry mm-hmm. and you get happy and you get sad. Yep. And you're laughing. Every character is so unique that when certain things happen throughout the game, you emotionally have connected so deep with this character that their disappearance right actually kind of hurts you yeah for sure 
Well, like who's Sam, that? Um, oh, go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to remember who's that younger black character who dies early on. It's like Lenny. In, it's, oh, Lenny. Lenny. I love Lenny. Because you, Lenny's the best. You have a whole mission with just Lenny in the bar. The mm-hmm. entire mission, there's not really like a plot. There's nothing like shootout. It is just a character development Lenny! mission. And then he just oh, dies. Uh, and he dies in the most uh, unceremonious. He just gets shot and you just watch. And you're like, what? What the? Lenny? What? And you can't <laughs> they, stop it. In writing, that's one of the best ways to create that emotional detachment right. is having a character, a beloved character, dead without any type of closure, mm-hmm. no final mm-hmm. words, just knock somebody off like that. Right. Uh, I mean, into a sense, sorry to compare, but Lord of the Rings with the loss of Gandalf. Sure, he oh, had sure. his final fly, you fools. But there's no, like, there's really like, oh, we're losing Gandalf. I mean, the emotion you felt as he dies can be the same emotion that you feel when a character in a video game dies. Sure. It's that same story medium, just somebody's a huge loss of a character. Well, yeah, like <laughs> you, you, like you said, that whole mission, let him aboard, there you are. You're just <laughs> completely smashed, just looking for him. Oh, uh, it's so good. I well, forgot about then, that part. Well, then The Witcher 3, obviously, like, mm-hmm. how could you not love that game? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so good. It is. Like again, like the character depth in that one. Like yeah, you're playing as Geralt, but you can kind of form him how you want. Mm-hmm. Right. That was the thing that I liked because I remember when it came out, and uh, Nick, uh, I think it was you, Eric, and I, we were all talking about like our different Geralts. Like mine wouldn't attack a monster unless it was like actively being like i had a doppelganger that i was like oh fine whatever and then he attacked me and i'm like well now you're gonna die yeah um, he, he would never refuse a drink and then nix was like or you know oh god what's the second james bond but he, his was his was basically sleep with anything that moves i need all the venereal diseases even the ones that haven't <laughs> been named yet <laughs> i'm a collector <laughs> yeah and then i think eric's i forget what your how you had yours different than ours but it was like I just I, I thought it was so funny that we were all playing the same game, yet we were having these very different experiences mm-hmm. with the, the same character in a sense. Yeah. For sure. What about you, Nick? I know I know you've got like you're a big from software fan. Yeah, I'm definitely was gonna say a Dark Souls game, and it's probably gonna be three, because three has the most options and it has the best animation and the smoothest setup there, and it really just kind of perfects that formula. And the reason I like Dark Souls so much is that <clears throat> It's almost like, I just love the level of not giving a shit that they have there. They're like, yeah, man, like we made it this way. If you can get through it, cool. If you can't, sorry, you spent $60 on it. You know, (laughs) they don't care. Sorry, that's cool about it. That's why I hate them. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people hate them for that reason. And it's it's totally understandable for that reason, because Uh they're, what they're trying to do, I think most other games, and there's, I think this is awesome, and I think it's the way most games should be, is they're trying to create an experience and kind of push you through it a little bit. But Dark Souls is like, you come up to an obstacle and they just kind of let you deal with it. Um, if you wanted to go around naked with a wooden club and try to kill a 70-foot skeleton, you are welcome <laughs> to try. You know, And you know, if you want to do a no-hit run doing that too, because you're just mad, also go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much because everybody talks about Dark Souls all the time, so there's not much I can say about it. Like everybody kind of knows what's already been said about it. So, sure. Um, I would say if I had like another smaller list of just like stuff that's Risk of Rain 
two I've been playing a ton recently. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. game is ingenious, the way they set it up, because it takes that roguelike thing and it adds exploration to it and it adds just like such a good aesthetic to it. Um, but ah, damn it, this is the one thing that's weird is like, that game is hard to explain. Anthony knows what I'm talking about. But <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's, yeah, it has a, a really nice blend of like, ex- exploring like a really, I, I, the, the best I can almost describe mm-hmm. it to is like Helldivers in a way, because it's just a yeah. rampant, just nonstop flow of enemies that if you're not coordinating with everybody, then you're mm-hmm. just going to get wiped out. But the 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 lunacy of it comes from all the pickups you can get since they stack. Mm-hmm. And so, like, within the first, like, I don't know, 20 minutes, Nick and I were playing. And my little standard, you know, dual pistol guy went from, like, a pew, pew, pew to a... Like, he had, had exploding rounds. He had his yeah. fire rate up to, like, 200%. It was... I think he was running crazy fast. And the <laughs> other thing that's hilarious is all these items are on your character. And they're all weird. So, like, if you have mushrooms, they're growing out of your shoulder. If you have little <laughs> syringes, they're in your leg. If you have Tripping. a stake, it's on your chest. If you have the ukulele, it's on your back. <laughs> so you're carrying all these random items around. <laughs> but it w- it was just it added this sense of like, like you're you're still extremely squishy at that point. So like mm-hmm. the, if you're if you're not paying attention, you're still going to get wiped out. But you have this sense of also like empowerment because you're running around with two pistols that are essentially like you know mini guns. Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's. And it's it's so colorful. It's so the designs are just so out there. It's very like cartoony mm-hmm. and like a an indie sort of way. And it's 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 a lot of fun. He explained uh, that a lot better than I did. <laughs> My explanation was like, you'd run around with colors and you shoot, you die. Oh, it's uh, risk <laughs> You run around with colors, shoot, and die. That's yeah, that's literally how the, right the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's it's nice because they also have a wide selection of play styles. So like you unlock mm-hmm. different characters, and like there's there's like a giant lizard dude that has like area of effect poison attacks. There's mm-hmm someone who has like bows and stuff you know a bow that has you know like a range you know more of a range you have a sword guy i haven't played the he's like a, a ronin if you will and i've yeah my favorite one, but... weird character is a plant slash robot <laughs> and, all, and all of his abilities are based off damaging himself <laughs> but he's hilarious <laughs> so I, I feel like there's a lot of replay in that game and, and versatility is, yeah. in it because you have this you can play it so many different ways and to unlock certain characters you have to do certain things like there's a battery pack you have to carry through like four different levels that we Mm -hmm. attempted to do to get the plant guy for me but we wound up falling down and nick took more than half of his health and exploded so if you take (laughs) half your health as damage in that game with the battery pack it just blows up and kills you instantly (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was the I end think, of our run. I, uh, another game that uh, I mentioned with Tony's favorite are Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Now, I know mm-hmm. Sam, Tony, and I love Mass Effect. Nick, I know that's not your favorite series. I really love Mass Effect, and I have some qualms with the third one that are just, like, very personal. Sure. Like, I just didn't really – the ending just really got to oh, me. Oh, that ending was absolute shit. Yeah, like, and the, I felt like, yeah. Like, That's it all was so rushed out the door towards mm-hmm. the end. Like everything else was so, so good yeah. up until that point. And then it's like, 
all of a sudden, you know, that they were just like, and ending. And you're like, why? And they were like, that's why. And it's like, uh, what? Football. Football. Uh, again, I, I understand. I understand that. But I also give them some credit in the sense of how could you have ended Mass Effect 3 doing everything that you had done and made it so that 75% of your audience is going to be super happy with the way it ended. That it, it's, like, it's, no just, it's, it's not, it's not what happens in the ending. It's that they didn't do like, they didn't explain anything in the ending until they've released the extended cut. Right. Like the ending Being... was just like, you walk up the God kids, like I'm the reapers. And you're like, why? And he goes, this is why. And he goes, you have to choose kill us synthesize with us or be us. And you're like, <laughs> What? If you had been given the Leviathan, not even not even the extended ending. If you had been given the Leviathan DLC as part of the actual game, would then the ending have been more explained, therefore better bit a little bit better? Yes, but it still would have been as shit as it was before because the ending doesn't explain anything. So as far as like what happens after or like what is going on. What's going on? Even with Leviathan, I don't think it would have helped. I would have had a little bit more fun because I understood once Leviathan came out, I understood Star Child. Well, the, the, the problem with Star Child is just like with, when they first released it, he would say something and you wouldn't get an explanation about it. It was just like, yeah. he would just be like, I'm a god child. And you're like, what's that mean? Right, right. That's a reaper, and you're like, no, go back to the godchild thing. He goes, you're a you're a human, and I'm like, I know that. Go back to the godchild thing. He goes, you must choose, and I was like, what? Have you ever seen Battlestar Galactica? No, Eric. Okay, that to me is Battlestar Galactica. Does I think a little bit better job of kind of explaining the overall point of what Mass Effect is trying to go through. AI versus non-AI. I shouldn't have to go to Battlestar Galactica to get. No, no, I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying Battlestar Galactica. A lot. (laughs) Battlestar Galactica does it a little bit better. Mass Effect. I think if it had ended and made that sense, you would have had that overall feeling because the entire time through, they're trying to go. Okay, this is what happens when you have, you know, AI and mechanical versus organic. And the whole point of the ending was, oh, if you decide you get the synthesis ending, you've combined them. There's no, there's not going to be this fighting anymore. Whereas Battlestar Galactica did it a lot better in the sense of, oh, look at the cycle, how it's repeating constantly. And how the most recent series, not the like 1970s version, um, how it went through and even went, hey, look, here's the cool little twist we had for this series. Hmm. We're still explaining the same cycle, though robots will eventually always rise up because humans organics will always see that as a need for making our lives easier and i i think nick we talked about this at one point when that the the ending came out you you just more had a problem with like the fact that all of the like it was the the illusion of choice was it not yeah Mm -hmm. what what frustrated me was that i didn't really expect them to have 17 different endings but sure. it felt to me like this little this whole thing with the, the kid, which really wouldn't be that bad contextually, but it was just so jarring that you go through a portal and now you're effectively in their version of space heaven with space child God. And it's like, 
it was just so weird and different from everything else in the game. And I True. guess that was what was strange to me. That's a you good know, we, point. That's we were really dealing with, point. you know, pretty realistic space and time and, you know, trying to, and, and the game explains its science so well. That's what gets to me. That game has pages and pages of lore explaining every scientific everything. Mm-hmm. And then and this happens and it's just like, it's supernatural and we have zero explanation for it. And that, that's what felt a little weird. If there was more information behind it, I really wouldn't care. I also have a similar problem with Gears of War 3's weird ass ending where they just give Baird all this information and they're like, he's got it, but fuck you fuckers. Fuck you for playing this fucking game. Baird knows, you know. I agree with that because even even in 4, like in 5, they don't really, like they sort of like in 5, they retroactively like you go back to um, Mount Kadar in 2 and you go back and you fight like robot Niles who's like oh these are experiments and blah 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 and you finally learn like the heritage of the locust and you're like but a that, long time they, they wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been down there for that long like how did they develop their own culture and like it was just it was I, I love gears but like that part of it has always been very jarring for me I'll say, you find jarring. out what happens in three gears of war three and, and gears of war five no, no. So when you go to in two, when you fight the sires, you're in Mount Kadar with the oh, razor hail, yeah, yeah. the things in the tubes. You don't figure out what the hell that actually is until uh, Gears until five. five. Like in terms of in-game context, without having to go onto like a wiki or extended media right. or external media to figure it out. So basically, that's a, that's a few year gap. That's a little yeah. bit of time. Oh, oh, okay. And also, but also think of it this way: we've got lore written for one, two, and three. And then, oh, wow, those sold really well. Shit, we need to now add a bunch of lore and a bunch of explanations for four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever we go on to. Assassin's Creed does the same thing. We've got one, the Ezio series, three being its kind of self-contained story, where at the end, your main character, Miles, dies. And then you get these other Assassin's Creeds um, that come out. And we're extending the lore on this ancient precursor race. And now right. they're not like the super beings. They're like just an advanced species that wants humans to fight each other. It, it's like, okay, I get what you're doing because you need to go off of the existing lore. But mm-hmm. the retconning is really kind of hard to deal with at times. Assassin's yeah, Creed is tricky for me, though, because it was only originally going to be three games. Mm-hmm. And they were so popular that Ubisoft was like, "Wow, oh, we gotta crank them out!" And they're just popping them out their ass every year because they were selling. And mm-hmm. I don't think they had any idea what they were going to do once they were popping them out like this every year. I agree. I agree. And that takes a phenomenal writer to be able to do that. But there are those people that are out there, and you can hire those people. Yeah, but and just be willing Creed to pay them more the is all over the fucking place it, it is, makes it no is. sense again how many retcons do you have to really go through before you <laughs> can actually sit point. there and go this is what it actually is in the <laughs> reboot of assassin's creed where they had origins odyssey and valhalla origins is the first game they released then they release odyssey which technically takes place before origins how does that make any sense wow <laughs> and not only that but like nothing assassin's creed was in Odyssey until they released like the second or the first DLC. Yeah. And, and then it's like, oh, now it's Assassin's Creed because now you've got the hidden blade. Up until then, there's no mention of assassins besides the fact that you're assassinating people. There's no Templars because you're in ancient Greece. 
<laughs> and the whole like lore thing that they do with Atlantis is just kind of like, okay, this has nothing to do with anything besides the control of humanity, which has always been like a key function of this game. Yeah, I, I mm. think my biggest problem because I remember when those games came out, I was uh, I was so into it up until Brotherhood because then I was mm. like, why are we in the Renaissance again? This could have just been part of two but anyways but i think the biggest part that i had is is like you said the jarring part is this sci-fi element that they added which was cool but at the end of the day me being a historian like i was just like i just want to run around i think that's why like ghost of tsushima hit so hard i was gonna say me. ghost of tsushima is like the yeah. new fucking assassin's creed for because me. Like it's, that game. it's just you running around in feudal japan there's no like cutting out to fighting you know dudes and you know you know neo sci-fi you know yeah it's like oh look it's like you know we're fighting the the templars but everyone's you know they look like adam jensen out of deus ex because future right. even though it's you know 2020 or whatever in the game and like but they have lasers it's fine no, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't know i always had more fun playing the historical aspect i Me like too. i like yeah. that when they came out i like that they did something different with the whole right. sci-fi you're in the future thing um but yeah once like like you said when the lore gets so out there and you're sitting there like charlie day behind a board with a bunch of red white you know red twine behind you <laughs> who's pepe <laughs> who is it, <laughs> who is it? I, I mean and again it, it, it's cool because eric and i actually saw this on odyssey you can activate a mode where you literally just go through and it explains history to you like you actually run around as a character yeah. so you can run around as your character run up to the hot gates and then you travel through the hot gates, getting the history of the Battle of Thermopylae. Oh, that's that's cool. really cool. Yeah, they added it for Valhalla as well. I really, I find that super enjoyable from the aspect of, oh, you actually want to go into this and learn some history? You sure. totally can. I will give Ubisoft, the creators of that, a crap load of credit. Mm -hmm. I only kind of wish it was a little bit more incorporated into the game itself i guess right. just in the sense of i'm that type of history person i mean right. anthony's probably in the same boat with me we like oh, history yeah. mm -hmm. we enjoy the assassin's sure. creeds for that aspect but having to go into a separate mode and then be like oh, i'm just walking around i can't now go up and just stab some rando that just yelled at me so <laughs> you know it, it does it's a little it, it stinks but at the same time a very good game for its run around and kill people. Well, and I, th I think kind of like Tony was like Assassin's Creed. I got burnt out after three because three was so bad, so bad. Mm -hmm. and, and like, I'm angry all the time. Well, and then it wasn't, it wasn't that he was out. angry. It was just the, the voice actor was like, I am Connor. I am Assassin. <laughs> How? And it's like, Put some emotion into it or something. Well, that, that may not have been the actor. That also can be just, you know, that might also be the director's fault or some of the sure. producers, depending yeah, on what, perf what performance they want. <laughs> That's not how it works. If he wants to defend himself, he can come onto the podcast and explain his side That's of the story. That's right. That's fine. I, I no, will back him up gonna... on that. Guilty until proven innocent. Our cloud popularity <laughs> will definitely bring him on. <laughs> try anything at Our this sources point. in the industry, we'll get him on right away. Yeah, I got my ways. <laughs> but uh, I want I want to go back to the Mass Effect thing because, like Nick said, he loved it, but the ending of three ruined it for him. 
yeah. want to start with this because Tony's actually the one that got me into Mass Effect. Tony, what drew you into Mass Effect? So Nick drew me into Mass Effect. He oh. lent me his copy of Mass Effect 1, and I think within a week, I had played that game, beaten it, and I knew more about that game than he did. And I became <laughs> It blew like my mind. <laughs> it became I became the walking manual as as Nick's copy of Mass Effect circulated throughout our friend group. He's always he's telling me, like, you can sleep with this person. What do you mean you can sleep with this person? Yeah, like, what, what? And I remember the first point, and spoilers if you haven't played it by now, so sorry, but like I was Man, able to get sick. That game came out in 2006, all right? If anybody hasn't played it, they don't want to by now. Uh, well, I mean, le the legendary version came out a little bit ago. But anyway, so I remember I was telling Nick, I'm like, yeah, dude, it was awesome. I got Saren to kill himself. And Nick like, was what? like, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> you can't make a boss kill himself. That's not a thing in a game. <laughs> I'm like, it is. What'd you do? I I, I talked him down. And you're like, you what? can't kill a boss by talking. It's not real. Stop lying <laughs> <Yeah>. my face. <laughs> it was my reaction. <laughs> yeah, he was like. He totally was like, you know, there's no fucking way. And then eventually he got the game back and was like, okay, you were right. <laughs> but it um, took me like three playthroughs to do it. Cause I didn't have like, you know, other people have that like general sense of, okay, I'm going to go renegade or Paragon. I'm always like, sure. let's just go to, I always end up with such a bad mix that I end up with all grayed out options. <laughs> like Even the regular dialogue to like, fuck you. I don't even want to talk to you. You don't make good decisions. <laughs> so it's just I think that's but, a cool way to play it, though, because that, like, in yeah. if if in real life, you're not going to be like, I'm going to base all my decisions on being a paragon. Like, that's not how yeah. life works. I One mean, thing I wish they would do is add there. a neutral option. That would be I'm an interesting sure. option. But, well, like, and again, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, good. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that is the biggest uh, fault with Mass Effect is there's no neutrality. Right. There's no right up the middle. There's no, oh, I'm going to make a decision here based on what I think. Versus here on what I think you're going for all Paragon, you're going for all Renegade, mm -hmm. and the game even shifts you more into the Paragon mind frame. It right. wants you to go more Paragonish. Yeah, he's like, hell no. Yeah, I, 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 I understand where Tony's like, I want to be a Renegade, but the Dude. game is specifically like it, it says you want to be, a, you want to save Rex, right? Because if you don't save Rex, shit goes down pretty bad in three. Well, sure. No, because I wanted to save Rex because Rex was like, I hate everything and every I'm just gonna shoot stuff like I'm just here because man. And I'm like, I like you. You're you can stay. <laughs> well, I remember playing Mass Effect 2 and like comparing with Tony at like with my character. I went full paragon and she was like her eyes were like bright blue, like she had no scars anymore because like the paragon system got rid of scars. Tony shows me a picture of his dude. He's got a glowing red crack coming from his eyebrow all the way back over his bald head his <laughs> eyes are glowing red i'm like oh my god <laughs> evil shepherd like, that would be like the one moment where yeah like if shepherd walked up to you and you're a little bolus and you know you're you're like you know pitney four type of thing like oh i'm you know smuggling if that dude walked up to you wouldn't you immediately be like here's the key here's the password i'm out please do not fucking kill me you wouldn't even have to have a conversation that's exactly the reaction that would happen well and that those are my favorite types of games where it's like the four of us can hop on this zoom chat or whatever and we're playing the same game but we all have different experiences sure like uh we could kind of dovetail into this subject too where it's like games that we either hate or get disappointed by sure mm -hmm. cyberpunk is a game i 
a door because I think the foundations are there for a really great game. Like mm-hmm. um, Sam and I would, we had a third roommate. We, uh, we were all playing it at the same time when it first came out and there was a first mission. mission. The first, the first like big mission you go through after the, the prologue and everything. Mm-hmm. I remember we all chose different um, starting paths. Like you could be a nomad street kid or what was the one you did, Sam? It's like corporate uh, corpo. Corpo. I did that one. So um, I was the nomad and Tim was the street kid. And I remember we get to this mission and it's like, you're, you're like talking to this crime boss dude. And it's like, you can either like convince him to join you or like, there were like, I think, I think you convinced him to join you. And he ended up like fighting you at the end or something like that, Sam. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, no. I, okay. So, so the, the experience I had, is before the mission before we get into the hideout is i had talked to the corporate person and i had gotten the pass card from him i then went in myself and wiped the pass card clean i went into the hideout handed it to the big boss and i said hey they were trying to track you i cleaned the chip for you and he went hey cool kid you're awesome thanks all of a sudden corpo attack like the the bat the corporation attacks i fight my way with these the gangster dudes all the way out of the base i get outside of the base and i had made a call after i had wiped the card to another detective saying hey your boss is doing illegal shit he comes in and instead of having to fight out of the corporate quarantine he lets me go because he's like hey thanks for letting me know the information you're free to go and i was like thanks for working with corporate walked right on out and talked to the uh you know your character your next person that you're talking to and I think our buddy uh, fought that the the crime boss dude as a boss in that later on in that mission. I executed him in the in the cutscene, like <laughs> I, I like so like I actually hacked the the credit chit as well, but I took it for me, and I you know I was like playing the I played like with the police officer's side or whatever. So I mm-hmm. execute the dude take all of his money and his loot and stuff like that. And I like, we all had the three different style of like playthroughs. And I was like, I love that about that game, but the, the bugs were just so bad. Like yep. we, had, we had a running mm. joke whenever something didn't work, how we wanted it to, you just hear one of us in the background. Cyberpunk! <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that joke now still, still goes still, in our, yeah. at least our household. You know, we have a problem with the game battlefield 2042. Yep. Takes an issue and it's immediately Cyberpunk! Cyberpunk! <laughs> yep. <laughs> I had an interesting experience with Cyberpunk, um, which is funny because I'm, I run it on a, a Gen 1 PS4, um, but everything Sam. down everything goes on to my f- like five terabyte drive. So there's mm. nothing on my console. So the only bugs I really experienced were just like the first bugs that were in game. Like, I don't think it was any, for me, it wasn't any less buggy than Fallout 4 when that first came out because mm. I had, I experienced some weird bugs in that one. But for the most part, the game was very playable for me. And, well, and I, I played I didn't on a, really understand. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I oh, played on a PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, did, I didn't have any like game breaking things. It would occasionally crash. But uh, mm. the one bug I ran into, so I did mainly stealth playthrough, like stealth oh, okay. with silenced pistols and stuff is how I mainly went through, and sniper rifles, which are fun. Um, but uh, 
I would do the ping system where I would you you'd look at a guy, ping him, and it would show you everybody in the on the like the base or whatever, or like in the mm-hmm. map. And I got it so leveled up that it would show it would show like a wider range. And when I got it to the higher power, it would cause my frame rate to crash basically. So I had to handicap myself and not use my favorite ability. That's where I got really pissed with that game. But then also the ending, like Sam and I got the same ending and our other guy, our other friend didn't do the, He didn't get a, he got a different ending and Sam and I took away different meanings from the ending. Cause like spoiler alert, your character's fucking dead. Um, mm-hmm. Like Sam took it as like, well, it doesn't like I, I like I took the ending as like oh there's hope like you know because I uh, I left with the nomads and I was like I've got hope like they're going to try and help me out basically like Johnny's not in my mind anymore they're going to help me out Sam was like what well, does it fucking matter they're all dead because I, I, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm on the tank as the character talking to uh the whatever the chick is and you look in the distance and she just goes yeah we're gonna try and find something for you and my character just goes yeah. And I'm just like, I feel like my character in that moment just went the, yeah, we're going to try, but I know I'm fucked. And I was just like, I feel bad because I just experienced 60 plus hours building this character, you know, doing this. And now I have, it, it felt like no matter, again, the almost like what Nick says with Mass Effect 3, I felt like there was an illusion of choice. I felt like, again, if I just make the right choices, I've got a shot at getting out of this. Nothing. I'm still boned no matter what i do i might as well have gone with corpo because i could have spent the last six months of my life being cushy and you know whatever yeah but that ending that That, again that ending is just just, it's just it's a cut scene but if i think about it from the aspect of if that was truly me i'd be like screw it i'll take the last six months of my life and just be comfy and cushy and do whatever because this world's fucked no matter what i do yeah I have no agency in the world as far as, like, I have not done anything that's going to make a difference. They're still going to find a way to make sure. immortality. I, I think it's it's interesting because, like, having um, watched a lot of, like, and, and I had a discussion with this with another friend where um, a, a lot of times there's a joke that, like, UK TV shows, like, they'll have a solid ending. And by solid, that could just mean, like, everyone dies at the end. Like, that is a, that is a definitive ending. And I've watched a lot of movies uh, that were like the main character dies or like shit doesn't go right, you know, or whatever. And it's a very definitive ending. But like, and part of me is like, wow, that sucked. But man, what a ride. So mm-hmm. I, I guess for me, the endings don't bother me as much because I can always just go back and play the good bits and then sure. just stop before the ending. But that's that's just me personally. But I, I definitely understand when you put that much time. I mean, a, a, a game these days is like 60 hours is on the low end now. I mean, you know, that definitely can be a, a, a kick in the nuts, if you will. But like, oh, I spent all this time and they're just like, ha-ha, finger. So. <laughs> it's also, for me, it's The Witcher 3, the you know, two good endings in a sense. So I actually prefer where you were Siri Spoiler becomes alert. Empress. Well, again, if you haven't played The Witcher, do it get now. Get off your ass. Well, Come I back. get on your ass and play The Witcher. Yeah, yeah exactly. The TV so, show's hot right now, so let's go. Yeah, <laughs> and just, just jump into the game. It's worth, it's worth your time and energy. But Eric, I think, w- would disagree with me is he likes the ending where she becomes a Witcher a lot more. I just, I found it because I was like, okay, I just played as Geralt. 
I didn't have a lot of agency throughout the world in the sense of I'm not creating a lot of differences, which is okay as my character, except for the Radovan assassination, you know, and the Tamaria thing. And then Siri becoming Empress. To me, that's like one of those key where I'm like, I just basically created a person or helped to teach a person how to be a good person and a good leader. She's going to go on to change the world. That's something I feel like at the end of The Witcher 3, I'm like, wow, I did that. I just had that effect. Even though it's not me personally sitting on the throne, I know what I have done is going to now make a difference. I don't have a problem with that ending at all. Actually, for story-wise... I'm just saying favorite, favorite ending. My favorite ending Story-wise, I think it actually makes... I think it's a better ending because the emotional impact of like, how bittersweet it is. It hits that. Cause that was the first ending I got. And I remember mm. sitting there. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I was too. I, I was, I was tearing up too. But the, the uh, but that's what I like about both of those endings is I could see how each ending would come about because I could mm-hmm. see how Siri would be like, no, this is what I need to do. Whereas the, uh, the, the good ending where she become good ending where she becomes a witcher is like, but that's what Ciri's drive has been her whole life since she met Geralt is becoming the first female witcher. So like that, that's why I feel like that one kind of fits her character more, but I, I actually think the other ending is better story-wise. And it makes me cry. <laughs> well, and I think like for me, like I went with the witcher one because I was more focused on, and this is just how I operate. I was more focused on the relationship with that character. So I was pushing for like, this is what they want to do. How do I get them to, you know, from their point A to their point B, you know, because, because again, I don't like, like Sam said, you don't have a lot of agency. You're not shepherd going in saying like, this was the best store on the Citadel and I'm going to go, you know, I just completely blew up an entire fleet because I felt like it, you know, but it was, it was, it meant more, I guess, to the character that I was playing to that, you know, this war that he had reluctantly brought up was able to achieve their goal. So Nick, what, 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 what's your opinion on the, uh, the Witcher? Cause you actually got me into it. I remember I bought it. Yeah, and I was, like I, you and I were talking, I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just like, it was, re- and actually, this this was with Sam too. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I struggled to get into it because I was like, I like- love that game, but I have I have a weird experience with it, and it, it's kind of like an outside thing that has nothing to do with the game. I played it on my my computer, my the one I'm we're talking on right now that I'm using, which was not really even up to par when I first got it. So. And also, I got to be honest, combat on the PC for Witcher, in my personal opinion, is just weird as hell. You really need a controller. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a great experience with it, but it was also kind of marred with a lot of technical difficulties that most other people didn't have because they weren't playing on ancient ass hardware. <laughs> um, but in terms of the story and all that, um, I don't remember what ending I got. I think I got the one where Siri kind of just the goodish one. She kind of goes off and, wow, I don't remember that game at all for some reason. <laughs> uh, that's that's not good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if you've played it through as many times as like Tony. I've, and I've, I've, I've played, I've played I that game through, I think, four times completely. Okay. 
I played through it once at most. So mm-hmm. yeah, just just once for me, but it was just so good that I. Oh, dude, it. I've 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 put too much too much time into that stupid game. But uh, let, let's kind of move over to disappointing games or games we hate. Sure. I have a I'm... list. I brought my Steam up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Here we go. So, Sam, I want you to... Re- I think you know what game I'm going to be talking about here. I want you to recreate so something that happened to the other day. Where So, you came home from work. Just, just pretend like you come home from work. Mm-hmm. And then Slam you... open door, pet puppy. Keep on. Chug beer. Okay. Yeah. Reach in fridge. <laughs> chug a beer. Start walking up the staircase. Fuck you, Madden. Yep. And I and my only thought process to that is, oh, Eric's been playing Madden for probably about twenty minutes. He 20 just had seconds. a glitch, a glitch in the animations of something that basically caused either a complete turnover, interception, or he lost the perfect game. Oh my god. EA, we need to have a we we, we need to have a talk. You and Let's I. have a talk. Oh, we all need to have a talk with the EA's got a line like airplane. Yeah. Here's, here's, here, here's my fucking problem with Madden. Yep. You have NHL, EA NHL has 10 times the content Madden does. Huh. Madden also or NHL also has that stupid ultimate team thing where you get like card virtual card packs of players and be like, ooh, look, I've got Madden players. Then you can build a team off of that and like spend money to get more credits or get more in-game credits to buy credits to buy packs. And it's it makes so much money that EA is like, eh, we don't need to make a better game. And they also base all of their player movement on animations, not like, you know, actually like getting... Phys- yeah, it's just like, oh, my guy has better animations than your guy because he has higher stats. It's just, Madden drives me up the freaking wall. It also Daily. sucks. Ow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I've I've been on the party audio with him as he's like, hey, man, what's up? Somebody else talk. I'm mad. <laughs> I don't know. For um, me, I would say Star Wars Battlefront 2 Disney edition. Which, Which edition? The Disney edition. Because there's two Star Wars oh, Battlefront yeah. 2s technically. Right. That's we have the, the original edition, one. Dude. That's the EA edition. Well, okay. But it's when it's after the Disney bought it and said, we can do, look at how much money we can try and milk out of this series. Let's go ahead and just add six maps and 12 characters and a shitload of clones and that's it. When you could go into the original Battlefront 2 and have a bunch of different characters and a bunch of actual, not character creation, but you could feel like a different person. Right. You'd be nice to those clones. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I love don't clones. Do Everybody Motherfucker. Clones. I'm an empire dude. I'm an empire all the way. I, you I'm, just, an AT-AT, I'm, a... I'm, I'm happier than, you know, a pig and shit at that point. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm a I'm a trooper guy. So if you've got a if you've got a helmet and a matching set and there's a billion of these guys, I have <laughs> I've got their back. I was a Brack bounty hunter with pink armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say um one of two of my biggest disappointments in the gaming uh 
I don't want to say gaming world, but the two biggest in, in my time of playing games um, with Mass Effect 2 being the most excited I've ever been for a video game. I've never hit that level, um, mostly because these two came after that. Um, Destiny 1 was a big one. That I, I was, was going to bring that one up. We'll talk, I, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So, we'll, yeah, I was very um, underwhelmed by that. I also will say that um, it's partially my fault. I got way into the hype, so that was that's you know not completely their fault um the second one i would say would definitely be bat the first like update of battlefront when they brought it back yep um and, mm. and dice was doing it which i'm like oh dice i like battlefield right yeah battlefield yes. mm -hmm. um but at the same time i had played so much of the original ones um on psp because i'm that i was that kid mm. um the psp version was really good though it well it also so had the unique one ones, too the galactic yeah. conquering yeah exactly and i loved the hell out of that one oh. too but it was like those ones were i had so much fun because nick and i would play on the ps2 or ps4 mm -hmm. or whatever and then we'd go over to people's houses and they'd have it on ps2 and we'd play and it was a good time and it just it was very different and i guess i had more of an expectation of just a um uh not, not a re like a reskin if you will like i just thought they were going to take the base game update the graphics and be like here you go yeah well so. since two of you have mentioned it let's do the battlefront thing the the whole the, i was disappointed by those games too like i, I bought the first one it came out because i was like tony i'm like i love battlefield but like it's if i'm gonna go shooter like back then it was mm -hmm. battlefield four and three over call of duty oh yeah mm -hmm. um and nick and i've had a lot of fun in battlefield but That's uh the best. um she's a badger <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think he, the thing with like, and dice taking it over was so cool because it's like battlefront is star Wars version of battlefield. Right. So it was like, Oh, now dice has it. They're going to make it even more like battlefield. And then when they came out, they're like, we don't want to make battlefront like battlefield. I'm like, that's the whole point of battlefront. It already battlefront was original <laughs> idea was a skin off of Battlefield, a mod. It was a mod. It, yeah. it was a computer-based mod off of Battlefield that oh a God. bunch of, you know, computer nerds, not trying to be me, but these are the guys nerds. that keep games alive for yep. 10 years after they come out. The they went guys, in and yeah. said, hey, we'll just, we're just going to throw some skin patches, some mods onto this, and we're mm -hmm. turning it into a Star Wars game. And then, again, they looked at that and said, oh, we can actually make a full, play, a full game out of that. And I remember playing the original Battlefront in a Best Buy lobby, you know, yeah. when they had the chairs you could sit down in and you had uh, the big screen and they had the original Xbox out and it was me and this just rando guy and we were playing on Kashyyyk. And I was sniping this guy. Just I, He was getting more frustrated than anything I've ever seen. And I was a small <laughs> kid. I was just like, pick him off, pick him off, stupid droid, pick him <laughs> off. And I was like, from that moment on, fell in love with that game because it was just like, this is the game that you could just pick up, play, and be proficient in. Not an expert, but proficient enough to be, to find that level of enjoyment, except for the guy next to me. He just sucks. <laughs> That's because <Yeah>. he sucks. <laughs> well, and, and the biggest draw for me, and this is, this is usually my, again, is, was co-op because I was able to log on and I could, or I could go over to a friend's house and we could play and we could both be, you know, sniping the droids or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. or doing the shit Split where we're screen, like, oh, baby. I'm Darth Maul. And you're like, no, <laughs> and get um, but it was, 
that that's what drew me in was that that ability to like you know in a sense instead of running outside with sticks pretending to be a stormtrooper or whatever is i could just log on and we could just start doing that that was the big draw for me Mm -hmm. and you could log on with friends that are not just across the street Mm -hmm. but that are you know 20 minutes away driving for your parents right you know so it it went from that okay we can just run around with sticks outside imagining this to we can now play with friends that we've met at school that we can't just go see because we live in the mountains at this point the foothills so to go anywhere it's 30 plus minutes yeah oh yeah yeah. well and i think the the re like the remakes of ea and dice's battlefronts are like what how you would describe battlefield to somebody is like that's what they are it's like oh it's cool you run around there's other stormtroopers and there's explosions and stuff (laughs) like but that's it like that's what the game is there's no in-depth to it like tony you mentioned galactic conquest one of my favorite game modes of all time yeah very cool they haven't even attempted to put it in even the newest one and I just saw, I saw a report the other day. They're not making a third one because of how underwhelming the second one performed. Because well, the first it, one was terrible. And the second one went through that whole loot crate thing, that, that big fiasco that happened. So that definitely shot it in the face pretty much. Where, where the unlock mm-hmm. system was all based on random loot mm-hmm. drops. Yep. Yeah, it would had, take you... Had, oh, Go sorry. It, was, it would have taken you like... 120 hours to unlock no it was it was more it was like 600 hours to unlock everything well well, not 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 even everything like a a legendary character again somebody from the original trilogy that me tony nick or eric would all be happy playing as darth vader Mm -hmm. luke leia anybody of that original no it's 600 plus hours for those of us that love those people we're working 40 plus hours a week we don't have that time to dedicate into a game like that, totally. especially when we're, most of us are RPG single player type of guys. Right. We enjoy the story. We don't want to just sit there all the time shooting at the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I want to touch on Destiny. I was going to bring that mm-hmm. one up. I remember reading the Game Informer article about Destiny and the, w- the way it was written, it was like you were, you were a space pirate. And mm. you could like, you were flying around, you know, like space and you, you'd come across like, you know, in like different areas that were, you know, it wasn't like a complete open space thing, but you'd like fly to different space systems or whatever. And there would be a dude and you could fly up with like, you know, let's say you had your squad on your ship with you. You could fly up and be a space pirate and raid their ship. Sure. And you could like take their, you know, if you were successful, you could steal some of their stuff and then fly away. And like there were space ports that you could go to and you could do trading and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Destiny has none of that. Zero. It's not even close to that. Yeah. It's your standard looter shooter. It and is. It kind of started the looter shooter genre as we know today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way they pitched it in articles, in my opinion, and maybe this is just me having like, rose-colored glasses on when I read these, but it sounded like a multiplayer cooperative Skyrim. Yeah. In essence. Like go Made around Halo. Yeah. With with mixed with Halo. Exactly. And I was like, okay, well, I think we can all agree that that would be fucking amazing. And uh oh, and it yeah. turns out a lot of the stuff like they always talked about random events. You know, oh these random events will occur. But then mm-hmm. you find out it always happens in the same place. You can kind of mm-hmm. predict when it's going to happen. 
And it's pretty much the same thing. A tank drops down, a bigger guy drops down. It's nothing crazy. It's not like, wow, this is so um, engaging. So that was yeah. the first trailer I remember watching for Destiny. You're running around, it's that single player, you know, it was that nice, tight Halo gunplay bungee right. that just sat there and went, we know how to make good gunplay. And I was like, wow, plus you get space magic, because then they show off some of the space magic stuff. And I was like, sure. this is going to be amazing, because you can, you know, use space magic and guns at the same time. This is going to be great. And then they, you know, went into the more open world, and they had the event drop, like Nick was talking about. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait this isn't just single player you get to see a bunch of other of you know your friends running in and fighting this thing at the same time i was like i'm sold this is this mm -hmm. is the game that i definitely want to play and again you get all of that in destiny that same thing happens mm -hmm. but it's the same thing over mm -hmm. and over again there's no variation from what they showed mm -hmm. you in the first trailer i got yeah. hit hard by that with the division Tom Clancy's The Division, oh, yeah. the first oh, one. I have, a, I have a story on that. That, that first trailer where they showed where, like, you know, it's like a squad yeah. or whatever, and they're, like, talking. Like, 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 it sounds like they're actually over an intercom or whatever. And you're like, the famous door close. He closed yeah, where the he, door. Like, walks up and he's like, Kachunk. and you're like, oh, my God. And, like, the way the bullets are hitting the windows, you're like, what right. is going on? And he goes into the police station. He opens up the case. He's like, ooh, new gun. You're like, I want a new gun from a police station. Right. And then he walks out and then you're getting attacked. He's like getting attacked by other agents or like players or whatever. You're like, what the hell? And then you find out that getting attacked by other agents in was only in specific areas of the map. Right. And in the, what were they called? The, the dark zones. Dark zones. Dark dark zones. zones. Yeah. Dark and, zone. and if you go in the dark zone, it's like playing it, like the PVE stuff, like it's fine. But then you'd get wrecked by some dude, like Sam said, we work. We don't have 40 hours a week. You get wrecked by some kid on summer vacation. That's like, <laughs> and he would just be like insta kill because he's got better gear. And you're like, mom, so bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> so, so the biggest problem I had is I, I got, um, I think it was like free for like, maybe, maybe it was a free trial or maybe it was just a free game or something I, I don't know how i got it i didn't pay any money thank god um but it was because i'm a huge tom clancy fan nick and i have yeah. done oh, way yeah. too much stupid shit in splinter cell co-ops so much mm. oh my god it's 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 wonderful it's beautiful he's it is it's, i i i i'm such a big tom clancy fan I they shot him open fire oh open my god <laughs> he's having a seizure he's having a seizure so he would go up to a guy and grab him and do the shoot through the back. And the guy's like, oh, it's like, he's having a seizure. Shakes around. You're just like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but in like, even like Rainbow Six, um, Vegas and whatnot. Like, Vegas I mean, 2 especially. Vegas 2. Mm -hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. Go Ghost Recon. It was my introduction. Oh, like, yeah. Advanced Warfighter. You said Rainbow Six and I just got Siege PTSD. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm talking about pre-Siege. <sighs> pre Anyways, the point is I was playing this with some friends and um i was getting through like the main mission so i could then go join to like uh, to join online sure. and i had i had a standard mp5 and there's some dude in a hoodie and i'm like this slightly decked out like covert agent and i pop one off in his head and his health bar goes like a, like an eighth down and i was like nope this is a tom clancy game he should be dead i'm that's it i'm done like oh yeah uh, in, the, the, in the division and yeah. told me it was like an RPG style thing. I'd be like, okay, cool, fine. I can I can roll with that. But they're like, like, no, it's Tom Clancy. It's gonna be a big, you know, one shot kill and you know, two to the chest, one to the head. 
It's like, nope. <laughs> no, it ain't. Yeah. I think if Tom Clancy and Ubisoft mixed the Ghost Recon style with the division, where it's like, you know, it is an RPG kind of thing, especially Wildlands, where you'd like go to a different area, unlock a new weapon, you know, get different gear and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where it wasn't like bullet spongy enemies. Right. I think it'd be fine. But then speaking of being disappointed, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is one of the worst games I've ever played. I've not heard much. Oh my about God. It. Yeah, they, I, they, I agree they, with that. They tried to make two looter shooters. Mm. You can't have. Tom Clancy's The Division competing with your own game in Tom Clancy Ghost Recon Breakpoint. <laughs> why, why would you do that? And now, like, at least it. in Breakpoint, now you could turn that off. But that game still has this stupid thing where it's like, hey, you're on this island and you're fighting some super secret, you know, wolf division from a guy who used to be part of Tom Clancy. John Bernthal's gonna John kick Bernthal. your ass. <laughs> <laughs> now I love me some John Bernthal. Everybody loves John Bernthal. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the problem, then it was just like you're also fighting some like cartel that's there. Oh, and oh. also John Bernthal has drones, and I was like, why? I'm so, so I don't want to fight robots. Nobody does. Especially when we can turn our robots into bullet sponges because now we're not breaking the Tom Clancy lore like Anthony was talking about in the sense yes. of, oh, you can still get headshots, but look on our raids, we're going to have you fight nothing but robots so we can make them into bullet sponges now. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, it, it's, it's just for me, it was that if you, if you focus on a series that up until that point, every single title that was attached to it, Splinter Cell, Rainbow Six, Ghost Recon, every th- Hawks even. Hawks mm, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I love talks. That was such a fun one. Um, but the fact that you have it to this, you know, this standard of realism that makes it challenging without being unplayable. And then mm-hmm. you suddenly take that away and make it to a point where, you know, a, a nine mil to the, some dude's unarmored skull doesn't just off him in one hit is very jarring. Right. I mean, oh, sure. to, to me, that's, that's like, <laughs> It'd be like if someone only played like hardcore on Halo multiplayer yeah. and then suddenly played the campaign and was like, I shot him in the face with my sniper rifle. Why is that, you know, why is that elite still up? Yeah, so. for sure. I definitely think the new Rainbow Six is going to be ready or not. I don't know if you guys have seen footage from that game, but holy shit, mm-hmm. is that game wild. Mm-hmm. It's like... What, what's, what's it called? Ready or not. It It okay. is basically what I would describe... If you like took Rainbow Six Vegas or like an older or Rainbow Six Three and you're like, hey, what's this going to look like in 10, 20 years? Ready or not is that game. Like, dude, holy fuck, man. Like that game is wild. Like it is one of the most realistic SWAT sims I've ever seen. And everybody who plays it, like all the big shooter guys like Jack Frags, for example, he does Battlefield stuff. He loves it because it's just so wild, you know. Anyway, so we're going back to the original Rainbow Six Three, where you have a squad that you can kind of command, and it is that you command your squad. You can do it, yeah, or you swap that out with your friends. So the squad guys are with you, or you swap out your friends, or solo if you're really crazy, you can do it solo. Um, Yeah, yeah, I I have seen gameplay of that. Yeah, like uh, Rainbow Six Siege. (laughs) I, (laughs) I got it when it first came out. Couldn't play it because it was all multiplayer and the servers didn't work. I shut it down for like 
two years. <laughs> I don't think I played it at for the, again. And then it was, I think Nick, you I started were playing, playing it. Yeah. And you were like, actually it's gotten a lot better. So then I picked it up and I was like, Hey, you know, it's not bad. It did get better. And then it got worse again. <laughs> it got better, And then it got so competitive oh my God, to where so people have to win yeah. every single time. And you can, you could win if you played squad tactics or like, you know, you played together. Like, um, I know Nick, you, you, you kind of faded off, but I stayed on and like, Sam, yeah. you, you and me and a group of our friends and stuff, we, we'd get a squad of five together and play. Mm -hmm. And like, there'd be times it would be like, Oh wow. Like we actually held these guys off pretty well. Right. And I think the game did a good job of like, like Sam's not a big, first person shooter guy or he's like competitively anyway mm -hmm. like, um like he even says he's like i'm a terrible shot in multiplayers and it's like but he didn't have to because like you could be like ah random spread oh i got him in the head okay yeah well yeah. and, and siege, for sure. mm -hmm. siege also gave you that ability to go you don't have to be the best marksman in the room you no. can sit there and be part of the squad be a support character be medic whatever else and to me, for people that aren't the super competitive shooters or enjoy shooters just to shoot at things, you know, that for me is a great thing. And that was one of the greatest parts about Siege for me is I don't have to pretend to be a one on five. I can win this. I can just play this as a team. Right. Well, and then if you were like the last one alive and it was like one out of five, you're like, let's go. And you'd hop out and just get shot yeah. instantly. Or, blah, blah, yeah. blah. or like nothing was occasional... really expected, though that one out of 10 times you get an ace and you're like, how? Yeah. <laughs> how? <laughs> but then people found out ways to like on PS4 anyway, to plug in a mouse and keyboard to where they would Ugh. buy something else to make sure like the, when they plug the mouse in the console reads it as a plug-in controller and it, it, it ruined the game. It did. It destroyed it because you would be like, you would be at such a disadvantage because ask any gamer they'll tell you it's easier to shoot on con or uh, shoot like in a first person shooter with a mouse and keyboard because you point and click point and click right whereas a controller you have to move aim hold it steady and this oh, game has no aim assist at all like it's literally zero aim, aim assist, assist. Absolutely which is really no aim assist which is crazy okay for any game and like, i mean it's it's cool but yeah it's cool but like when you're mixed like that it's yeah damn near impossible to win yeah or to even have fun right and like i love like the characters in that game like mozzie the short little australian dude oh who yeah has, he's he's wearing a dirt bike helmet and he's shorter than mozzie tony too. in the lore you know my <laughs> favorite characters and well not my favorite but the reason i started playing that game is they finally added um ella and and the other they were the polish operators yeah. right they were mm. the and you know i love the grom the grom are fucking awesome um and i and i don't <laughs> It's going to sound bad no matter what, but it was frustrating that the only faction that has two female operators and no male operators is the Polish. And I was yeah. like, fine, whatever. But still, it hurts my soul a little bit. I wish there was like one male Polish operator in that well, game. And then what but, they've been doing recently is like whenever they would release new characters, it was you'd get two from a faction, you'd get two new weapons introduced into the game and mm -hmm. a new map. And it was great. But right. Then they started to get lazy with their map design. Yeah. So the maps were becoming worse. And then the characters, the, the, the design of them would be cool, but then they would be using weapons from 
other characters, other characters and God. other operators. I hated beca- that. Because they were trying to fix these maps and they were spending all their time to refix the maps. And yeah. then the game got super competitive to where there's pro leagues with it now. And then they <laughs> cater the casual game mode to what would fit best with the pro gamers. Not all yep. of us are pro gamers. Not Most all don't of us care like about that. that. Yeah. We don't like And so they were balancing it to that. And it's just like, you just stop. And now they're only releasing one operator every four months with one map and then they rework another operator that's terrible from before to make them all more competitive and more picked and they're like like, trying to like get the game so balanced to where everything's neutral it's not possible and so it's just like i i'm just like nope done because we would all get so frustrated because it's just like i wanted to have fun and the game was like no you need to be competitive and the other players were like no you need to be competitive and i'm like I like being competitive, but I want to have fun with video games. Yeah, like I'm not trying to win a tournament here, people. Yeah. So, well, and and speaking to the neutrality point, even think about the fact that you don't have 60 people that in your family or in your favorite sporting team that you can say, "Oh yeah, you're all the same. You're all neutral." I think you're all you're you're going to have your favorites. You're yeah, going to have your right. favorites, and you're going to have ones that are better than others. Because that's just how people are. Like, sure. there's going to be people that are better at certain things. And that's how you could have made these operators. You could have made them, hey, we're going to make it so he's really good in this, but he's really bad in this. And then you right. could have built all the operators in this almost five-star uh, rock, paper, scissors type of format. Right. You know, fire beats water, water beats air. You know, sure. you could have balanced it around that, but instead they're right. trying to balance this. Oh, everything is the same. You could pick up any operator that does a trap operation and they'll all operate at the same. And that's why everybody picks recruit anyways. (laughs) And I I haven't played much of Siege, but I've, I I know enough people that have played it and they've mentioned all these. And it just, it was interesting to me because like Sam said, if you would have just balanced it to where, you know, really good at this, but really bad at that. But this guy is really good at what he's bad at. Mm. And it was, it, 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 I feel like one of the, the personally, this, this is just an opinion. Um, the best ones that I've ever experienced like that was when Mass Effect 3 had um, that multiplayer, that yeah. horde mode. If yeah, you know. it was a good multiplayer. It was fun. Because we would all get on there and play that. And one of us would be the squishy Asari that would just freeze things. So like I die in like two hits, but I yep. can stop everybody. Meanwhile, someone's a Krogan who can literally just like, just punch his way through every single thing that moves. And it, yeah. it, it just felt really balanced. There was the like a that... biotic combo, wasn't there? Like you could yeah. use engineering and, and that would like triple the damage or something. I remember that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. I, I yeah, use it all the time. A fire yeah. explosion where I hit him with like, incinerate and then i would mm. hit him with overload and it blows up right and we would just do that cooperatively basically yeah, yeah, yeah it, really just, well. it was so well balanced because again we've all been friends for long enough we've all been playing co-op games together long enough where we had right. a, a rhythm down where we would know like okay this enemy's here i hit him with this then you go you take him out it was you know it just it, it flows real well sure. yeah, it felt and good. i'm not saying that you can't get that with siege i'm sure if you get a good team you know, you can definitely have those moments, but right. like you said, if everyone just picks recruit, then what's the fucking well, point? And like Sam, who did I always play as in Siege? 
I mean, you were basically Mozzie if we were on defense. All defense, Mozzie, offense, yeah. Twitch. I didn't care for any of the other because those were the ones I was most comfortable with. Right. Mm-hmm. But then they continually made those two operators worse. So I was like, if you're going to make my operators worse, I ain't playing your game. I quit your game. Right. <laughs> also, fuck men. Anywho. Well, my weird complaint thing is a little yes. off the wall. It off has wall, to do, do it. with. It's not off the wall, but it's it's a little different than everything else we've been talking about. I was going to bitch about Torchlight and goddamn Diablo 3. So here's my mm. issue with those games. <laughs> so here's the thing about this actually has a lot to do with what we're talking about. Because those games based off, like, if you look at, like, Diablo 2 and stuff, you could do whatever you want in that game within reason. Like, they, what they want you to do with building a, a role-playing character is they're like, hey, you know, if you build this character and they just suck ass, then just start over. You know, and I like that system because you can sure. make crazy stuff. Um, and then there's a risk reward. Maybe you put 20 hours into a character and they turn out to be garbage. But nowadays, like Torchlight's a good example of this. Diablo 3 is a good example of this. A lot of people like that game. I don't. It pisses me off. Where they're so afraid of you having freedom to build a character that they make them super constrained. They're like, here's your mm-hmm. like three options, and all of them are pretty much the same. And then there's really no skill to the game. You're just kind of playing it. You know, everything works pretty much on the same level. And I just find this to be so fucking frustrating. And you'll find a lot of other people that play a lot of ARPGs complain about this too. Because the whole point of the game, the whole point of replaying it is experimenting, right? Right. Like, oh, I wonder Mm -hmm. if I combine A plus B plus R, will that be more effective than A plus B plus D, right? Mm -hmm. And when that's gone, the game is ruined. Like, what's the fucking point? Why would I play through Torchlight if every build is going to have the same amount of damage output and the same amount of health regeneration? I know this is all like way too technical, but this is what I'm trying to get at, right? It's like, it's all coming to the same point. And that kind of just ruins it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like games in general are trying to do this so often. Like they don't trust players. They're like, oh, we don't trust you to have a medic that's really weak, but is so phenomenal at healing. And everybody else has to really work with them. We, we want that medic now to have the ability to carry rocket launchers and assault rifles and have like eight layers of fucking armor. And I'm like, like in Battlefield, who does everybody play as? Angel. Fucking Angel. Like, come on. I mean, I point. play as Angel. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was, you, we've talked about this while we're playing Battlefield. Is like, yeah. what, what was wrong with your class system Nothing. to where you had to do operators? Like, why like how hard was it to say oh i'm gonna be the sniper i'll be the ammo dude you know somebody else will be the medic and someone will be an engineer how hard is that it's not and like it's not fun if you're by yourself really hard true it's not fun by yourself but i go ahead that's not battlefield like you can play battlefield by yourself and you can be like okay i'm gonna be a medic and i'll just revive people or whatever like oh i'm out of ammo look another gun like you can do that in battlefield they it's not as balanced as it could have been for sure Mm -hmm. but battlefield is meant to be played with a squad right they they casualized quote unquote battlefield to be more like call of duty to let the person who wants to run and gun play battlefield and that ruins the game it's weird how much it looks like modern warfare 2019 to some extent well Mm -hmm. and think about like when how we play battlefield now we have our own Mm. custom server where we play the old maps we play the old battlefield (laughs) where it has the class system 
I, yeah. and then every time when we're playing and it comes up to one of the new maps, I get kind of bummed out and skip. I get bored. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I would skip it, but then There's it no glitches out to where when we're playing the next map and we're like, oh yeah, we're having fun about a quarter of the way through. And it goes, and next map. I'm like, what? I didn't skip. You skipped the first map, punish him. <laughs> so it's just like, I, I think I, I completely see where you're coming from, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it stems like I, I noticed that because if you look at and not to bring it back to Mass Effect again, but if you look at the difference between how technical uh, the first one is, it's very um, RPG, very heavy. Yeah, there are so RPG. many stats, so many points to do. There's so much that goes into it. That, I mean, it's still points, playable right? if you don't want to do that. But then you look at three. And it's, I mean, yeah, it's got better shooter mechanics, which I appreciate, but at the same time, they, they really roped it back. And I mean, it's the same thing. If you look at dead space one versus dead space three, Oh yeah. essentially they go for, from a almost dark souls esque horror game where you have to outwit everything because you cannot kill them to like, to the point where now you're walking around in three with like, yeah, let me just get my, my mini gun out with an underbarrel rocket launcher. Yeah. And then I'll swipe out for my explosive harpoon sniper rifle with the flamethrower underneath it. it Suck it, space science. Yeah. With that being yeah. said. Oh, you go ahead, Sam. Sorry. I just, I have a quick question for Anthony. Anthony, did you ever play the Dead Space 3 DLC? I played all of it. Yeah. Nick and I co-op the entire. Yeah, we played the whole game. That. Okay, so with that being said, if you just looked at the uh, Dead Space 3 DLC, break it away from what Dead Space 3 was, if the DLC from Dead Space 3 had been what the entire game had been, would you have said, okay, it's more like one? Because I remember reading that they did a lot more in 3 that was more horror-based. They, they they did in in certain aspects, but I, I think the element that... Because I, I, I didn't play... I never owned one... Um, mm. but I played a lot going over to Nick's or watching him play it. Um, and it was, it was, it, it was, there was, I, I just feel like there was an element missing that, and this is not a bad thing, but it felt like they, I don't want to say not dumbed it down, but they reeled it back to maybe broaden their audience. And I think they did that oh, a yeah. lot with mass effect three as well, which is not a bad thing. Like I love accessibility. Everyone should be aware of stuff so if they can see what they like and whatnot, but I feel like those of us that were into it with two and one, even, you know, like, again, I never, I never owned them, but I'd played enough where I'm like, this is freaking awesome. I love this. Um, whereas three just had some elements missing that I feel like just took the edge off a little bit. And that's not me being like, Oh, it sucked. And I hate it. It's just, I noticed a difference. Yeah. There's definitely I don't a have difference. a problem with people making games more accessible to the, the general public, but that goes off of what Nick was saying about from software. Right. They don't care if like if this is not your for you. They're making it for people who it's for. They're not gonna right. casualize it to make it easier for other players to play it. If you want to do that, go play Star Wars Fallen or was it Fallen Order? Yeah, yeah Fallen Order is a, a really cool game, and I love that that game exists. You know, yeah. like mm -hmm. some people who are really into Dark Souls, are like, oh, it's like easy Dark. No, it's it's awesome because Dark Souls has such a fun combat, and yet. A lot of people are like, I love this combat, but holy shit, it is unforgiving. It'd be nice to play like a more casual, not casual, a more um, less obtuse, because that is an obtuse combat system. Like there's so yes. much they don't tell you. They're like, hey, uh, we have like 18 secret mechanics, so deal with it. Well, and you're and like, why does everyone kick me when I have a shield up? Because it stuns <laughs> you for three seconds. Shit like that. 
Yeah. You know, well, and um, from software does it with their own games because Dark yeah. Souls more and Sam and I have talked about this before. Dark Souls mm. is more defense based. Very Bloodborne very. is is more attack, right? All aggressive. aggressive. And, and then Sekiro's more counter, parry. Stealthy encounter. Stealth yeah. encountering. Yep, for sure. So like they do they have their own software where it's like or software. They have their own systems in their own games where it's like maybe right. this one's more for you, maybe this style's more for you. Right. right. But like with and this, I honestly got to be on. I think all of you guys would like Elden Ring. I'm not even joking when I say that. That game I'm, is going to be like. I'm tempted. And it's got four player co-op. So and I did hear that it's it's a little bit more built so that casuals. It's a little from easier. The, from software it's not games like easy, but it's a little easier. <laughs> we'll put it this way. The amount of time Eric, t- Anthony and I would have to put into the game to become proficient at it is going to be a lot less then if we all yeah. picked up Dark Souls. Oh, dude, I play like four hours of Dark Souls. And I'm like, done! I, I can't! I'm done! There's the classic you, already trying to played. teach Anthony to play. Yeah, yeah, tell that story. <laughs> okay, you're going to jump for that ring of sacrifice. No, no, right there. No, two feet in. Yo, you're in the wrong spot. If you jump, you're going to die. Don't jump! No! <laughs> well, and it, it makes was funny because I jumped. He's like, no, you did it wrong! And I landed. You did it wrong. Like, you jumped right, but I still made it. <laughs> Didn't you kick him out of the room? Because you're like, stop. I can't. I, okay, I, I can tell this story. So he was fighting. Who were who you fighting? Gwen. I was fighting Gwen. Gwen. He was fighting Gwen. And I, I, we were hanging out. And he was he was trying to beat this. And like he kept dying. It was like the third or fourth time. And there was literally oh, one where I was like, I, I realized like I should probably stop talking. Because he's trying to like. And I was just <laughs> watching. And like there was a moment where he like threw. And Nick dodged. And I went. <gasps> and he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to hell for that. <laughs> What? I was literally just reacting to him watching because I was like, oh my god. Like, I, just, I, wasn't, I didn't want him to die and I was like, just, shut the fuck up. Didn't you say when Tony was playing Nick that you were like, you're going to give me a pinky or a stress you give a me a t- I got an actual cramp in my foot. <laughs> yeah. stressed out. <laughs> a pinky toe oh. stress cramp. Lock on. Stop locking on. Move backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, but but I think what we're going back to the point where Nick said with the, the torchlight, them taking that stuff back. That's what I'm trying to say is like, if mm. you're going to do something, I feel like you should, I feel like you should stick like from software to your guns and be like, Hey, we have different play styles like it or don't. If it's not for you, there's plenty of other stuff. And that's what I think I was trying to get at with like mass effect three and De- dark <sighs> dead space three is that if they would have kept I think closer, like kept to their strengths more and not dialed it back a little bit. I think they would have been better games in a sense. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just my opinion. Sure. The, uh, go ahead, Tom. Sorry, I was just going to say, what about the Resident Evil series as a whole? I don't mm. play that series because I don't like the mechanics in it. So okay. I don't personally mm. play that one. So, so all right. So, so with that actually being said, which one would we be then talking about? Because I would almost say that the first three, you know, it's kind of that like, oh, you're running around the mansion. The camera is not free. Right. So you're, you're having to move Four, you can't run and gun. You have to aim. But then that was different than one, two and three. And then you get into more five and six where it's like, bam, 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 bam. Think- so the, the thing is for me is it's like Resident Evil has done a couple different ways it's all been the same like oh you're third person shooting right but it's a little bit faster in five and six 
and you're village, a lot you more slow like, replace in four. Call of Duty zombies in village. <laughs> yeah. I think that's more of Resident Evil trying to revamp their games more right. than them trying to like be, you know, part of the, like, you know, it is them kind of like being part of the times, but it's more of them being like, okay, how can we refresh Resident Evil? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, they still, like four was that big jump from the fixed camp because they had been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. It was like fixed camera. You walk down a hallway and you're like, nope, I can't get to the door. Wait, nope, I got to back. Okay, back down the hallway. Let me try this again. Nope, Leon, oh, this wall is two feet high. Yeah. You are a fucking secret service agent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Use your pretty little hands and climb. You can jump over this goddamn thing. Yeah. And then Resident Evil 4 was more of that style of like, oh, because I think Resident Evil 4 first released on the GameCube. Yeah, it was, it was GameCube. Yeah, controller. yeah. Uh, God, I love that console. But uh, <laughs> it, it was That's more awesome. like, yeah, it was more of them trying to be like, okay, how can we like make this more modern, quote unquote, mm-hmm. with the GameCube controller, which is, <laughs> um, <laughs> and they did their best. Resident yeah. Evil. 4, I I have never been a huge Resident Evil fan, and I've never finished four because I got to the point where I'm just like. Can this game end, please? I put in disc right. seventeen by this point. Like, can, can we move it along? Yeah, we're um, not giving Eric Final Fantasy ever. Do I hate Final Fantasy? That's a whole other story. But uh, <laughs> and then five is the only one that I just like completely sold out for. I was like, I- I'm buying all of it because Eric, were- shoot him, shoot him, <laughs> stop looking for emblems, shoot him. <laughs> Nick and I played that game so many times, and like. <laughs> I remember when like we played it so much we had like the special outfits for Chris and Shiva and I remember Nick's dad walks into him playing and Nick had the big minigun thing which put like a big old backpack on and Nick's dad goes why does that guy have a pool table on his back (laughs) (laughs) oh shit um but and like but then like five they just took they they just made it so stupid it's goofy it's goofy and then they tried to be more serious with six and more actiony and it was terrible so then they had to revamp resident evil again right with seven and they they did the first person kind of you know things in zombies in your face kind of thing like right outlast exactly because that's what was popular at the time right but they they did it in their own kind of universe Mm -hmm. so like resident evil's kind of done that thing where like again they're trying to appease the masses sure but they're also kind of sticking to their guns in their universe i will say village um has done it i feel like it balances that really well because i like the first person in that game it feels pretty smooth and realistic but it's not like it's not like you're carrying two assault rifles in either hand. You know, there's definitely some weight to it. There's a little challenge to it for sure. And it just feels really good. That game just feels, I kind of hope they keep up with it because it, it just feels tight everywhere. It feels pretty good. Yeah. Well, and didn't Resident Evil Village, or was it was Seven Village? Village is eight. Okay. So Seven, wasn't Seven oh, the one where they Raccoon did Raccoon the... City? No. Seven was the one where it was. Um biohazard or whatever yeah they call it biohazard oh, the, yep. the tongue dude i don't know i, I never played resident, evil. I'll be quiet. resident uh, evil 7 is the one where you fight the, the baker up. family and then you fight whatever the hell her name is she's made out of mold Gross. little mold bitch yeah that's the game <laughs> <laughs> resident evil 7 fight mold <laughs> there's the plot 
fight the mold people. Why am I playing a game fighting mold? This is dumb. Well, but Seven also had a Chris Redfield DLC where it was like more first person action style, right? Yeah, you have more like a semi-auto shotgun and like an M9 or something. Yeah. And you you would like, yeah. Um, And I, I... I'm not a big horror genre fan, so I like, especially like Outlast, because like the stuff, like yeah, it's not scary; it's just disgusting, uncomfortable, I, uncomfortable. And I kind of get that feeling from Resident Evil, where it's like, "Hey, we're gonna put the gross thing right in your face." Oh yeah, you see that blood dripping from that? <laughs> yeah, bathroom? look at that. That stuff drives me like I, I don't like that kind of stuff. Sure. I love The Last of Us though. Those are fun games. Yeah, Last of Us is dope for sure. My my only thinking is is that all these games that we're listing that we have like disappointments of or stuff, there's only been like one that we've been like, oh, it's the first game in the series that just made us disappointed because of the hype for it. And that's Destiny. Otherwise, yeah, it's, it's pretty like, rare. Oh, the, the second division. game or the third game or something. Division. Okay. Yeah. I also um, have an example of that in Brink. Oh but that God, also comes. Oh, oh my God, oh, Brink! <laughs> wow. I got him. I got him with Brink. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember you showing me that game, Nick, and I was kind of like, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was so excited for it because the advertising was so good. They're like, it's a parkour game with more customization than any game out on the market, and it's like a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Splash Damage made it. Splash Damage made Quake Wars Enemy Territory. That was yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you play it, and it's like, it's inexplicably horrendous. <laughs> like, I couldn't even, like... I don't know. I feel like whoever was even testing it was like, this isn't fun, but we did make it. So let's just put it out there. I, yeah. I think I got that game too. I Wait, did what? because Nick came over and was like, you got to sit like, look at this game. And I was like, eh. I kept telling well, people, I, uh, well, hopefully I wasn't trying to convince people to buy it. I think I remember telling people not to buy it. because I, I think it was you, you so- showed me, you were like, it's kind of fun. I wouldn't recommend it, but it, it's, it's all right. <sighs> I think Ugh. I did wind up buying it because probably when the promotions were all out, Nick and I were probably both like, oh my God, it's going to be so great because yeah, we, it were looked good. Huge, we were huge on Mirror's Edge when that one first came out. Yeah, Mirror's yeah. Edge is great. Um, so I and I've, I like parkour enough and I've, I've done some of it and whatnot. So I'm like, oh, this Hardcore is like, parkour. yeah, exactly. I was super stoked for it. And then I think we got it and Nick and I were playing it and we're like, oh. <laughs> Because Titanfall is like, I, I fucking love oh, that game. Oh, actually, that's a great example. Titanfall mm-hmm. 1, I I have a soft spot for, but it's not a good game. Yeah, you're right. It's not. The I mean, I, I love that game. But I love it's, it too, it's not but good. it's not a good game. Titanfall right. 2 took everything that was good with Titanfall 1 and said, Made it. here you go. And yeah, like the, here's the, the game. campaign might be short, but it's right. short and sweet. It's right. the campaign yeah. is well done. Oh, Again, it's so good. good. You know, respawn entertainment. We're gonna and then we're gonna put value in this. The multiplayer does a good job of like if you're a new player, like welcoming you into mm-hmm. the like now it doesn't because one the servers are all full of hackers, fucked up and, and nonsense. Yeah. Up. Um, but like originally it was just like because they have like the little bots running around and you could you could mm-hmm. be like. I'm gonna beat the crap out of butts today. That's and then like a player would come up and you'd be like, right. "Oh, I actually killed a player," and then you would get like progressively better and better. And I remember I played the balls out of that game. Yeah. Well, and the interesting point for for me as a gamer for that one is that I was so in love with not only the art, just the world building. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't play multiplayer games. I am not good at playing on other people online because I, that's just, I don't have the time. I don't care for it and I get too mad, um, which is, which is a personal problem, I admit, but that Ooh, game, I was crap. able to, yes, ah! um, but no, that one, I was able to, to get online and play usually with Nick on a team, but I enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah. Like, whereas I will never touch a Call of Duty multiplayer ever. <laughs> I'm done. I refuse. Yeah. I, I, Modern Warfare 2019 was the last like Call of Duty that I enjoyed multiplayer wise. Yeah. And like we, I, we had fun in Warzone a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but then Warzone got too much, like, too big. I too think. competitive and too weird. Too competitive. Yeah. And blops also, I think. Oh my god! When they that. introduced the Black Ops stuff, I was like, "Why yeah. is it M14 from 1980 better than my M4 from 2019?" I hate that they did that. <laughs> like, you know what why? I did like about Black Ops Cold War was those open world zombies. Me and Anthony played a decent amount of that, mm. but that was about it. Yeah, it was the only good part. I I, I kind of want to jump on this a little bit. Well, before we 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 don't have a whole lot of time left for recording, sure. but. Uh, I think it's going to be a bigger topic for next time. Tony touched on it a little bit earlier, but expectations. Do we put too much expectations into video games coming out? Like Brink, you, like it was super mm. excited for it. Battlefront, you know, like, it, you know, we were so like pumped, like DICE is taking over. Like, let's go mm-hmm. Battlefield, di- Battlefront, DICE, let's go. And then it was terrible. Is is that like, do we put the expectations too much on the games or is it like the companies like, like with Brinks advertising, is it the advertisement and then we buy into it too much or something? Like, what do you guys think? Um, <clears throat> I, I think personally it's, it's a bit of both because like for, for me, um, I feel like destiny was half and half. I feel like the, the way it was advertised, what they promised versus mm-hmm. what it wound up being was completely different. But then also on my end, I fell completely in love with the art style, um, the, like the whole like mixture of like sci-fi and like high fantasy. Like, so I, I definitely put too much on that for myself. So that's why I'm not sitting here going like, it was a terrible game. It's like, no, I, I definitely put way too much expectations on it. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of the promotional stuff was um not not essentially misinformation but they 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 told us stuff that never wound up happening right i think cyberpunk had a big issue with that Mm -hmm. it was like you know oh you could pay off cops you can bribe them you know and then they just like spawn behind you when you're wanted you're like what the hell (laughs) Um, (laughs) i appear from nowhere with a shotgun and blow um, the out of you one thing sam and i have talked about was uh and I think it's like coming from like the side of things is when star Wars just released like a trailer for a video. I forget what it was like a video mm-hmm. game trailer where it looked really good. And yeah. Sam was like, that game is like, it's going to look like that. And I was like, Whoa, Hey, slow down cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, but, but my, but my, my justification for saying that is go out, look at um, horizon forbidden West on the PS5. Yeah. It does look insane. Then, Give that five years. Look at where we were five years ago. Right. But That's then, my and, and again, I I know where Eric's coming from. I am definitely setting my expectations too high for the visuals of that game. However, I'm also looking at it like a aspect of okay, this is what we could potentially do. We could get this far. And just again, based on everything that has happened with Star Wars lately, 
it needs as much good as it can garner right now. So releasing a, even if it's in five years, but releasing that really well visual game mm-hmm. that could bring in people, even if it's, oh, short or not very explorative or, you know, they're doing this whole um, no man's sky with it. You can do all, you're going to be able to do all this crazy stuff. You're going to be part of the Star Wars. But then again, the reason I had to tone you back is because it's a cinematic trailer. Mm. It's designed to look phenomenal. Who like a video game as of right now, if it's being made right now, cannot do that. Well, no. And I I would agree. I would agree with Eric in that cinematic sense. If you look at, um, and I realize it's it's a completely different game. Um, if you look at the, um, oh God, what's the, what's the one where you're a pink fuchsia death lord, Nick? This Star Wars older, not old Republic. Oh, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, it's not Knights of the Old Republic. It's just the Old Republic, right? Oh, yeah, the yeah, Old Republic the game. MMO. The, the tra- MMO. Yeah, the MMO. Yeah. If you look at those cinematic trailers they have, right. which are. Mm. Yeah. phenomenal oh, short so films well in their own. Done. So yeah. good. Why didn't you hire them to do your uh, uh, your Star Wars stuff? Yeah, you right. your fucking movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And what I'm saying is like, and that that's a whole other topic for me of like looking at that versus like the media we have for Star Wars now, but I'll, I'll get into that in another time. Um, but if you look at those compared to the actual gameplay of that, it's, it's very different. So right. I, I feel like in that sense, Eric has a valid point, but also Sam, what you're saying, yeah, like if you look at where we were five years ago, I mean, the fact that the Switch, which is essentially a beefy PSP, can run The Witcher on mm-hmm. it. You have a handheld game with a full-fledged, con- like a handheld console with a full-fledged game on it. Right. Right. With that though, they had to tone it back a lot to get it to play on the switch C- correct but my sure. point is coming from where where we all started if you look at like you know the game boy like gamecube GameCube? well no but I'm, I'm saying like for as far as handheld consoles go if you look at like mm. where the game boy started from like pokemon red like all that other stuff like if you look at where we were then and to the point where we are now i think that sam has a valid point but also like we're still in the now so yeah eric if right. they say cinematic trailer they're gonna Mm-hmm. pull out all the stops for that versus the actual gameplay footage well and especially then like first trailer first yeah. trailer especially first trailer well yeah. and like uh, to give sam's point hope is that matrix thing that they just released with unreal engine 5 where it's like a playable demo of like what unreal engine 5 can potentially do mm-hmm. all the action is pre-rendered on rails stuff sure it doesn't just happen like it's all like it like you you load in once and then it, you know all this stuff happens, but then like after that happens, it loads you into an open world that looks phenomenal, by the way. Right. But then like once you get in a car and you go to top speed, you can kind of see it go like oh, it, it, oh I, right. I can't keep up with what's going on. So like it's so close, it's so close. Right. But then I kind of wanted to touch on this, but like I want to get bigger into it last and next time episode with. We'll talk more about expectations with video games, movies, toast. I don't know what music. This is the future of toast. I want it buttered when I have it come out of the toaster. It changes flavors on command. Psychic flavor toast. I think music would be a good one too. There's I have music. Yeah, yeah, man. I I wanted to kind of bring it in with The Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. part two okay. excuse me um is that 
I think people expected it to be one thing and what they got, they weren't a huge fan of because that's not what they were expecting. Sure. Like, I I don't want to get into too heavy spoilers on this episode for it, but uh, uh, like, and like, I understand where some of the anger comes from, but there's a, it's just like how that game was marketed, Mm -hmm. I think was wrong for what the actual tone of the story is. For sure. Like they, they were like the, the, the game director came out and was like, it's the cycle of violence and it's part of that. But the overall tone, he didn't explain very well. And you kind of have to like dig in deep. And I think that's what like the people like were going into the expectation of like, yeah, cycle of violence. Right. It's like, they were disappointed of like what happened because you have to dig deep. Sure. Well, it's actually interesting you compare it to their other game like Uncharted, and there might be reasons people thought that, because in Uncharted, things kind of miraculously always work out for everybody who's a yeah. main character. Like, Nathan Drake's like, oh, I, I should die. Oh, look at this fucking conveniently falling piece of debris. I'm just going to run along that. Jump onto the clock tower. Feels good to be God's most beloved child. <laughs> look at the movie trailer that yeah. just came out for Uncharted. One of right. the sequences is he's getting pushed out of the plane with the uh what is it the red corvette yeah yeah and all yeah. that and all the cargo stuff and, and you're just like plane. and you're looking at it and you're like okay there's nothing around him in the shot in the trailer how is no he chance. gonna survive <laughs> yeah and that's my question really honestly because i actually haven't played the uncharted series so i look at that trailer and i go oh he's fucked he, he's he's gonna hit yeah. the water we're just gonna be top hauling all over and it's gonna right. that that's the end of the movie cool well and i think I especially with the last of us i think I think it also could like do I could do a whole episode on The Last of Us, but sure. People are like, oh, Joel's a beloved character. I'm like, no, 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 no. Winnie the Pooh is a beloved character. <laughs> <laughs> Whole bother. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Joel, he's a thief. All he does is steal honey. He's I know he is a thief, but he's gluttonous. beloved because he's he's the lovable pooh bear. Joel ain't a lovable dude. No. We're not in China anymore. That's right. <laughs> so I think I think it's just like people like they wanted things to happen for this character for, for Joel and like, and Ellie to be fair. And like the the world that they built, that shit ain't going to happen. Right. Like that world is dark. I, yeah, it's supposed to be. I I think another point that maybe sometimes is forgotten is I, I feel like there's also two mentalities when that happens because there is the almost like collective mentality of the people playing the games who think, you know, it's this way, but we also have to remember that, this is someone's creative vision and in a sense if we yeah. want to talk about the whole video games or art thing again because that's you know let's dust that topic off um i feel like <laughs> there's there's always going to be that clash of like someone came up with this story and had a clear vision for it whether or not this this was that this might be the best version they could get because of logistics mm-hmm. but also then you have that conflicting with the people that think oh no it should be this way so I, I feel like that's an interesting discussion to have. Uh, yeah, and we'll definitely touch on it last or next episode because the last, like, if the Last of Us wanted you to have the story you wanted, there'd be choices. Sure, you're sure. you're playing these characters' stories. Yeah, you connect to the character, but you don't get to choose. Like the end of the Last of Us one, you have to kill the Doctor. Spoiler alert. Like you can't you can't be like, nah, I'm just gonna save Ellie. You have to shoot him. And even if you don't, like, the, like you could, like, walk up to him. He's like, no, back off. I got a scalpel. 
the so, game forces you to make that choice uh, not not make a choice but forces you to do that interesting. um well okay uh last of us part two in the same thing as right the redemption two in the sense of characters are dying people right. you are caring for that you love are dead and and technically in this universe is kind of like our universe there's no supernatural crap going on mm -hmm. besides what you know rockstar always puts into their games right but right. that's supposed to be your universe and in a sense that's just as dark as what you know the last of us two major sure. people are dying sure you're bad guys in in a sense of uh red dead redemption 2 you're not law-abiding citizens that shouldn't be having this happen to them but at the same time you're watching the results of actions you're watching the results yeah. of these characters making these choices just like in last of us uh part two well sure. and red dead's a little different because like uh, maybe like overall no it's not like you like arthur's trying to make amends for what he's done well because he's spoiler alert again if you haven't played it he's dying like even, even even so arthur depending on how you play him that's the other difference though is that red dead redemption 2 has a little bit more of a choice aspect it does, when yeah. it comes to your yeah, overall does. decision making mm -hmm. but it's like you also like kind of role play red dead redemption 2 where you're like you cheer for arthur to like do the right thing man you go for the money at the end of that game i'll shoot you in the face um no, I, i'm just saying I just but it's a choice really, it's a choice yeah, i just never attached to choice. arthur that's all i just oh, i didn't I did find so him to hard. be like out of all the scumbags that you were around like i was like okay he's not the worst but also like i don't really care a whole lot about him. <laughs> oh i cared so much about arthur in the end i love that man he's my hero he's my hero <laughs> Is what we all should aspire to be. I, I think that's what as far as choice goes, because saying Last of Us doesn't give us a choice, and then there's other games uh, like Metro, which I love. Yeah. But the first one, you have a choice that they then in the second one is just like, no, this kill killing everything is the canon. So they like, do that in every game too, because they do that in the second one too. And mm -hmm. uh, the choice, should, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think if you're going to give people choice, you know, at least at least do what Mass Effect did, where it's like carry it over to a point. If you have it in gold, mm. great, that means nothing, sure, whatever. But or just just don't give people choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we will dive into that more next time. I have a brief plan of what we're going to try and do is every two weeks. Yeah, we're going to yeah. try and do an episode a um, couple hours long. This one's sitting around 150 right now. So this will kind of be the format. Um, please give us feedback. It's going to be coming up on anchor.fm.com. Uh, and then it'll be going broadcasting out on Spotify. If you guys listen to my sports podcast, it'll be kind of the same thing. Derek and Eric Show, weekly. Tune in. Not live. Um, so, yeah, we will get this episode out as soon as we can. Uh, we'll tune in in a couple weeks. We'll talk about expectations in video games and why Sam's wrong. Sam's always, <laughs> always goddamn me. wrong. It's always <laughs> me. I don't know I'm just going to be the person in every single episode. No, Sam's wrong. We don't care. Yeah, <laughs> this is a, a democracy. It is always three against one. That's right. It's, it's oligarchy and Sam's the peasant. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's you in the do contract. sit on the floor a lot, so there you go. Yeah, it's why, I have, it's why the dog loves me the most, though. Because <laughs> oh, you're on her level. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
Crash your crap in your pillowcase soon enough. All right. You, you, you don't. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you'd like to support the show, head on over to anchor.com slash Eric Plotho. You'll be able to help support the show that way. Thanks for tuning in. Like and subscribe. Appreciate you guys. Beyond.